Welcome back. It's your girl, Candy K. Lynn. And your boy, Shelton Show. And it's 634, so it's time to... So today we're not going to do as much mess, but we are going to talk about some hip-hop and related to the presidency and what's going on. So a lot of the biggest conversation that I've heard surrounding the election of Joe Biden is from African-American males about the 1994 crime bill. Um, Mr. Shaw, how old were you in 1994? Uh, I was seven. I so you were seven in 90. You were seven in 94, which means not only on did not only in 19 on September 13, 1994 was the crime bill signed, but I found a very interesting article on the undefeated.com. You should really go check it out if you have it. And it talks about how Notorious Big's album dropped as well as the crime bill. And the reason that we're talking about this today is Notorious B.I.G. has now been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal among rappers because only a few rappers have been able to do it along the lines of Public Enemy, Tupac Shakur, uh, Run DMC, just to name a few. N.W.A., um, the Beastie Boys, okay? So the reason that we're talking about it is because on Notorious B.I.G.'s album, he talked about growing up in New York and crime. And the crime bill keeps being a hot topic because of the incarceration rates that occur within the African-American community by a bill that was passed by then-President Bill Clinton. But the war on crime, the war on drugs, started in the 70s, resurfaced in the 80s under the Reagan administration, and then this bill was put in law. So, Mr. Shaw, have you have you seen that on your timeline, or is it just my timeline with people who really weren't old enough to understand it then either to have been the ones having the conversation? No, nah, that was the big thing with Joe Biden. He locked up so many black men. He signed a crime bill. He's not for us. That was the... The major thing, but he was the only senator to sign the crime bill. It was uh, a well, all the four senators signed it. That's it was a trickle down effect. There was multiple people who thought that crime bill was the best thing for the country at the time, and let's be honest, the country was pretty much out of control at the time. Right, we just came from eighties. Eighties was a big crack boom. A lot of people were dying. Uh, we've heard plenty of documented stories about people dying in the 80s so it just led off to the 90s that was their way of cleaning up uh the cocaine epidemic right you know if you've ever seen the cocaine cowboy story it'll tell you about all the big drug dealers from florida at the time i mean from miami um free ray ricky ross was, was popping in california so then you know there was multiple other drug dealers popping in california i actually have a cousin ooh, ooh, not gonna go into that because I, I am not a snitch. I don't be telling business that ain't my business to be told, right? So it was it was major, right? It was it was it was hitting every coast. You know what I'm saying? I just named you two coasts, East Coast and I mean, I just named you. Well, I don't know. Is Florida the, the South? What what is what is Florida? What is the state of Florida? Uh, it's 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 the Southeast. So, so the you southeast know, lower coast. Southeast region, but because but remember where the drugs come in from, yeah. right? And so just to better understand what the law did. And and here's the thing where I sit. When you look at 
where America was at that time. Um, people did not think the bill was that bad of an idea mm -hmm. because drug dealers had realized, and, and this is my thing for, for people who you're only semi-familiar with what the bill did, the bill was basically to stop repeat teenage offenders because drug dealers realized as minors, a 16-year-old was not going to receive the amount of time that an 18-year-old was. So I could create 13, 14-year-old dealers. They could get busted with the, with the drugs. They would serve lesser sentences. Mm -hmm. And so it became a revolving door. And one of the things that I learned from Dapper Dan, Dapper Dan is, you know, if you know anything about hip-hop, you are familiar with Dapper Dan's fashion, his styles, Eric B., Rakim's outfits for the album cover. Dapper Dan's uh, memoir, his memoir, talks about, basically, in order to be a great criminal, you need to get in before there's laws on the books. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that was there were no laws on the books for crack cocaine mm -hmm. because it hadn't existed. For cocaine, even in places like Costa Rica where they would have the pilots, I, I can never think of the movie with what Brad Pitt, the Brad Pitt that's in it, but basically where he's the pilot mm -hmm. flying in the drug. Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, it was done a few years back, but it also connects to the drug era. Dapper Dan talked about basically how he was in jail in Costa Rica for credit card fraud. Mm -hmm. And the guys that were flying planes that were transporting the drugs in would just drop them over Costa Rica. So they would get to the landing strip and there was no one available to get them. You would run out of, out of fuel. So once the jets ran out of fuel, they basically would just ditch the drugs over Costa Rica, Costa Rica would come in, the, you know, the Coast Guard could come in and save them and because they're in that air traffic control space at that time, and they would only do 30 days for the cocaine. So the 80s, the late 70s, the early 80s was plagued with so much heroin, cocaine. Here comes crack cocaine, there's no laws on the books for it. African American males were also making a lot of money okay mm -hmm. tax-free money so how does america keep african-american males because now you're coming some of these men are coming out of ghettos moving into jersey out mm -hmm. of new york in california you know they were getting policies for their kids you know their kids had money even after they went away and came home mm -hmm. So there's drugs on the street. There's guns on the street. Women are being run as mules. Everybody thought we needed to do something to save America. So, of course, the lawmakers knew that these policies would hit hard in the African-American community. I get it. But what were, they, what were we supposed to do? What would have been a better solution is, my, I guess, my question for everybody who's so mad about this crime bill. They don't have the answer. You know, you, you, and you, you've got people, and like I said, Dapper Dan is a good read to tie into the drug dealers if you're not familiar with Free Ray Rick Ross, if you're not familiar with um, the gangsters from the East Coast, Frank Lucas, um, 
Why can't think? Nikki Barnes. Nikki Barnes. Uh, one more. Uh, I ain't what's up, dude. Nothing from you. Got the ones from two. Yeah, we got. Uh, uh, uh from Harlem. Now I'm gonna have to go do, uh, Google it because there's a Netflix series. There's a Hulu series. Uh, he was Frank Lucas' uh, mentor. Can't think of it. Godfather of Harlem. Oh God, don't worry, guys. Just bear with me. I'm gonna get you a name. That's what happens when you don't have a Bumpy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Bumpy Johnson. So you've got Bumpy Johnson, and then they started running drugs. Let's. So then they pipeline Memphis. They pipeline Michigan. Um, so just some drug dealer references, right? So you can understand the whole effect of what spearheaded this crime deal. So you, Godfather Harlem is on Epic, mm-hmm. which is also you can find it on Hulu, on Hulu. It is about Bumpy Johnson. Everybody has seen American Gangster. If you haven't, then go watch American Gangster. That is a piece. Freeway Rick Ross has a documentary that was on Netflix. Um, what else? Uh, Jaquavius Davis is one of my favorite authors. I'm sorry, Jaquavius Coleman is one of my favorite authors, and he's out of Flint, Michigan. And he always talks about the cartel is a whole seven-book series about drug trafficking. So there were these pipelines that were created. There were cousins in Texas that connect, connect with their cousins in Michigan. Beaumont and Port Arthur, UGK, talks a lot about the drugs coming in at that time. So if you have a place like Beaumont, Port Arthur in Texas, that you don't have police that are equipped, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have DEA coming in in this area to monitor the overflow of drugs into a community. What do you do? And now we're robbing people and we're kidnapping people and we're finding people burned alive in the house or shot up. And there's drive-by shooting with assault rifles, mm-hmm. assault weapons. So we're not talking about, oh, we have beef in the street. You know, then, oh, in the 90s, here comes L.A. and the gangs again. Mm-hmm. So we've got gang wars. We've got drugs. The bill was created to control that. And unfortunately, I think the bill was, the bill was bad because it was uh, America was losing, right? Income. How did Freeway Rick Ross go from making nothing to making a million dollars a day? Mm-hmm. How are these guys smart enough to create manufacturing lines where they can move product from California to Texas? So I just think it was so many things that they did that got around the American government, bypassed the American government, tricked the American government, and made money that the American government couldn't tax. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got to control it. Is it right? But it's selling drugs right. I think this. It's selling. Go ahead. I said, I guess that's all. This. That's that's one of those things you gotta ask yourself for 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 somebody who wants to indulge in that game. Uh, am I am I a good person? Or am I a bad person? Then? Right? And you know only they can answer that question. That's between them and God. But 
you know, you got to look at what you're doing. You were giving drugs to your community, so you weren't really helping them. Even if you did give turkey on the holidays, you gave turkey because you, you was bleeding them dry. Now, I ain't even going to say bleeding them dry because they, they wanted it, but you got to ask. Those are questions they got to ask themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Frank Lucas, all, all the big drug dealers, you know, and it was, again, like you said, they were able to make money that, that the U.S. government couldn't tax at first. The government had to figure a way to tax it. It's, it's tough to, to have all the money and then it's just taken away. And, and that's the one thing that I, I think about, you know, what gives you the right to the money? What gives the government the right to this money? How can you seize this money, right? Like, what 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 gives you the right to this man money because he got it illegally, right? But you doing stuff illegally because what Frank Lucas showed us, he had to pay off some government officials, right? This this stuff wasn't well. Like- they all do, of course. They all do. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to go too deep into. Some of my some of my deeper research on that, but you just stated the main fact, right? So this bill eliminated sometimes the middleman because with with everything with government, there's money involved. Mm-hmm. The prison system made money, so the prison system kicked money back off of these deals. Mm-hmm. Everybody won. Everybody won, but the drug dealer. So now you have someone that's controlling your streets. They're controlling your police officers. They're controlling your communities. They're controlling, you know, they're they're creating the crime. They're creating the theft. They're creating the robbery. They're, your police officers are crooked. They have money to pay for attorneys, so they can now beat some of these cases. So this is what it comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen, so I've seen, aka Jermaine in the streets. I've I've arrested Jermaine. And called Jermaine with a large amount of narcotics. Mm-hmm. Jermaine has an attorney that's on retainer. So Jermaine can afford to get out of this situation. Even though I know Jermaine is a local drug dealer. So the article on the undefeated basically states that it was a situation that we were not going to see rappers become John Gotti. Mm-hmm. You were not going to be untouchable. And that's all that the three strike law did. Because remember, they eventually got John Gotti as well. So I can now get you and keep you in prison because the mandatory minimum would allow for the judges to hand out those types of sentencing. Mm-hmm. And that's what it became. You could not have drug dealers in the community becoming Teflon Don. That's true. And as you said, I'm not here for or against the bill. I just want to look at, we talk about as a community the things that we do. Right. You can grow up down the street. next. You can grow up next door to shine. Snowfall is another good series to watch. If you're if you really want to understand how the drug world moves, I don't think people so much always understand what the world looked like, what type of crime, how easy it is to get people hooked on crack cocaine. So we're neighbors. Okay, we grow up together and we go in a drug business together and then. Of course, in everything where there's an underworld and, a, and an underboss, everybody wants to be the boss. Nobody want to play a so role. So you're willing to... Go ahead. Nobody wants to play a role. 
Nobody wants to play a role. So you're willing to, to, to put, you know, to, to create my demise so that you can rise above me. Meanwhile, while we're selling, while people are selling drugs in their communities, their family members are also hooked on this same drug. So you make money off of your community. You may, as you say, you may buy a turkey for Thanksgiving, one for Christmas and buy the kids some bikes. But these same kids that you're buying bikes for and turkeys for, you have them, you help contribute to their mother and their father being crack, hooked on crack. Or the father becomes incarcerated because he's a dealer. Or the mother gets on the drugs because the drugs were available to her. And the rules have always been, if we go back to New Jack City, don't get high off your own supply. And, oh, we know people always get high on their own supply. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a moral compass code. And I hear, I see so many black men arguing it, but I never hear them arguing about the damage that other that these same black men that they're vouching for that were incarcerated did to these communities and i don't blame just the drug dealer right the drug dealer doesn't go knock on the addict door mm -hmm. so the addict does go looking for the drugs but at the same time we know that the addicts are no longer employed a lot of times after a while they no longer have a place to live so they start you know we had higher rates of prostitution higher rates of robbery homelessness this was all because of, of the drugs that were being sold in the community Thanks. murder so because we don't self-regulate ourselves and you were using teenagers right you realize that you could use the teenagers the teenagers wouldn't get the same amount of time they would take the fall for you you would protect them financially they could do this game until they were 18 mm -hmm. so it was a it was a it was a cause and effect bill rooted in financial capital because here you are with african-american men and, and you also have to realize you're not supposed to be that you you're not supposed to figure out how to make that kind of money mm -hmm. you're never supposed to be able to touch that amount of money and then you didn't pay off the sale and when there's money there's power so the local drug dealer is basically holding more authority in a community than a police chief. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just the ramifications of things. It sucks. Um, these are some, like I said, I think that you guys, if you're just tuning into the show, make sure you go back and you go to the undefeated. And the undefeated, you read the story on the notorious B.I.G. and him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It says that the notorious B.I.G. enters the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and look back and ready to die. Biggie's first album dropped the same day as the notorious crime bill. Great read. Go back. If you haven't watched Snowfall, catch Snowfall. I think there's three seasons. The Godfather of Harlem on Epic. There's two seasons with Forrest Ritiker as Bumpy Johnson. If you haven't seen... American Gangster, check that out as well. Mr. Shaw, you got other uh, drug movies for, for them to watch to get the understanding? Ghetto Stories by Boosie. That's a movie? Mm-hmm. Boosie Webb, we got a movie called Ghetto Stories. Where can I find that at? I don't know. I had it on DVD about, you know, when I was a bum living in Mama's house. 
So it was a minute ago. Okay. It was a minute ago. Even when I was born, I was just leaving there, one paying my bills. Uh, I love a lot of gangster movies. I'm trying to think of just black gangster movies. That's what we need to write more of, black gangster stories. Like, tell a story about Negroes hustling at a, at a, at a black college campus. Uh, I don't know nothing about it, but I'm pretty sure I can meet somebody and we can write this story. Don't don't give don't give away free ideas. I'm not going to tell them nothing. I know they be stealing. Well, you gave them, you gave them the idea and the concept. So now somebody is going to run off and they're going to steal your idea. You know, don't don't give don't give them that idea. That's a whole good story. What else do we have? What other what are some of your favorites? And I told you Brad Pitt, I always you know, that's just it's actually Tom Cruise and it's called American Made. Yeah, 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 yeah. American Made and it ties in. Like I said, I'm really big into this stuff, so a lot of times people are watching stuff and not really understanding how they tie in together. Watch American Made and watch Snowfall because American Made ties in bits and pieces to Snowfall as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get, I don't know, I should we should have made a gangster movie list. That would have been pretty dope. Yeah, we may have to do that or I may New have to Jersey do that on... And, uh, uh, Say that again. New Jersey Drive, Minnesota Society. You hear? Um, Blow. Blow. Is on the is on the drug tip. It talks about the drugs. That's a good one with Johnny Depp. Um, I don't know. It's just some really good stuff. Like, like I said, I just think that in order to argue and really have a valid argument, you really need to understand um, the level of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, white boy, white, white boy, Mike. I just watched it the other day. White boy, white boy. Why say Mike? White boy, Rick mm-hmm. is another good one to watch. And then there's a documentary on white boy, Rick. So that puts in Detroit mm-hmm. on the map. And then if you, Go study Memphis. Memphis hasn't gotten any movies, but if you did know, Steve Harvey's wife, Marjorie, was married to two of the biggest drug dealers in Memphis. Their cousins. And they're both her kids' fathers. So her kids are siblings and cousins. That's a different than I'm just staring like the drug dealer. The drug dealer connections, like, and, and I don't know who the kingpin was in Texas, but whoever he was, he just stayed out the way. We haven't got his story yet, but like I said, we, we know, I've given you the East, I've given you New York, we've given you um, the East Coast. If you don't know about Pablo Escobar, Pablo Escobar is on Netflix. And Mr. Saad, do you know the famous female drug dealer? Griselda Blanco. Exactly. So that's just a little, you know, a little trap history one on one we just gave you guys. But understand how the for everything gangster for everything gangster drug dealer related that you love, be mindful that 
African Americans took over and stepped on the toes too of the of the the mob because Bumpy Johnson got control from the mob, so that kind of changed Black Harlem, the Bronx of what could go in and what could come out, mm-hmm. and then the pipelines out of the South were a different ball game. So. That's just some gangster movies for you to watch to understand the drugs in the 1994 crime bill. It is time for us to wrap up on this Monday. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Go do you some research. It's your girl, Candy K. Lynn. And your boy, Shoutout, Shoutout K. The family. And every Monday here on DFWIRadio.com, we pull up. Till next week. Yeah.